Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, everyone. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where our mission is to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. And you are back with another mini-sode that we produce every week. And what's so amazing about mini-sodes, Andressa? They're quick. They're just <laughs> to the point. You can get your dose of knowledge and inspiration and tactics for the day, and you're done. Check that box. Move along. Yes. And what we're going to be going through today is how do you hold your property manager accountable? This is a big one for those who hire third-party managers. Absolutely. Because if we don't hold them accountable, we don't even know if things are going as planned and you don't, you can back it up people's success too. So that's so important. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED lights, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so let's get into this topic. I got 10 minutes to do it. And there's a lot it. to there's a lot to this topic. And my context here too comes from being a manager ourselves. We were hands-on landlords for close to 10 years. And then we started to invest out of state and out of our market and started to hire third-party managers. So we've probably worked with five property management companies over our tenure. Some have worked out wonderfully, some have not worked out. So again, this advice and the suggestions comes from both of the end, right? Sometimes we learn more from the ones that don't work out than the ones that do. But here's what I want to share with you. A couple things. Before you can hire a property management company, I'm a big fan of having a business plan for any size asset. And you're like, hold on, hold on. I'm buying a single family home or I'm buying a duplex. What business plan do I need to have? If you're not clear on what you're trying to do with your property, you're not going to be able to convey that to your property manager. And they're not going to be able to manage accordingly. They have all different property managers. They have all different clients. They have all different owners. So you really need to establish, A, what's the plan with the building? And that's so important. I don't care if it's a small asset or if it's a 200 unit. We become much more accustomed to business plans with larger multis, right? Andres says we've gotten into larger multis. We just closed on a 670 unit five property portfolio, of course, a plan for each of those buildings. But it, it is also so important to have that plan for small units. So that's the first thing. We want to add value, you want to improve the property, or you want to keep things going the way they are. Again, huge fan of having that. So that's number one. You also need to have an upfront conversation about many different things with this property management company. Number one, you need to have a conversation about how to manage expectations. Expectations around what they're going to handle without involving you 
What are they going to handle? That does involve you. Usually it, it usually speaks to how much money they're going to spend when they get owners involved. But that's a conversation you need to have above 500, less than 500, especially on like maintenance or issues. Not just about expectations around rent, but you're going to have expectations about everything. You need to talk through, how do you guys handle this? How do you handle that? Again, it's what like you- going through like a worst case scenario. If something happened, walk me through how to, how would you handle that? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't, if you don't have those clear expectations set up up front, things are going to happen. Tenants going to go back on late, late, late on their rent. Excuse me. Um, a fire is going to happen. Something is going to happen in your. If you have a property that people live in, of course things are going to happen. We had two buildings. Sidebar: We had two buildings this past week that a car rammed into the front of it because what? the because the, yeah because the tenant put their car in neutral. Two buildings, two states, same week. So I never even heard of that before. It's never happened in 17 years that a car rammed into the front of a building. Yep. Happened to two of our buildings. Anything can happen in this business. What's happening? What's happening? I know. So anything can happen. And so you not, not saying you have to manage that expectation. You may not know that one, but you want to really have your, have those conversations ahead of time. The other key thing is how to manage contractors. Are they going to be the people managing the contractor? Do you need to find the, the, the contractor? Depending on the size of the building, that's going to vary. Obviously, our larger buildings, they handle that, right? They're handling managing the contractor, right? On a 200 unit, they're not going to call us, hey, should I hire Mary or Susie or Johnny to fix the window? That's crazy. But on a smaller unit, they may be calling you about those things. Again, what is the expectation? And you might be super hands-on. You'd be like, don't call me if it's not this and that or that, you know? So again, have those conversations. The other big, big thing is how often do you want to connect with the property management company? Who is your point of contact? And when do you want to connect with them? How often? Our larger units, even when we got to a 49 unit, we were having weekly calls with the property manager, weekly calls. If I had a smaller unit, we never we never had a property manager for, real, for, for our smaller units because we did everything ourselves. But in hindsight, do you need a weekly call on a fourplex? I don't know. If you're turning it around, you might need to. If it's in maintenance mode, a weekly call might be a bit much, right? On four units. So you have to gauge size of building and also the asset, where the asset is and getting turned around. Obviously, the more turnaround it is, the more conversation, the more maintenance mode, less conversations, right? You're just maintaining what you have. The other big thing is what are you going to measure? Managing KPIs. I know mm. I'm speaking on just love, love language right now. Yep. <laughs> KPIs is probably not my love language, but it's incredibly important, right? Managing a building, managing a business. You can't you can't manage and grow a business or grow a property and, and really add value to a building without managing specific KPIs. You just can't get around it. It's critical. So what does that look like? Obviously collections, right? You're going to manage collections. You're going to manage vacancy. You're going to manage work orders. And when it comes to work orders, not only is it important to know how many you have, meaning a maintenance issue or another name for a work on a smaller level in a smaller building is just a maintenance issue, right? How often are they staying open? You know, you could have mm. 10 work orders, but they've literally been going on for the last three months. That's not good for your what? Retention, right? Tenant retention, really appreciating your tenants and making sure you're fulfilling them. Your tenants are your customers. That's not good. So that's a big one that we manage on a week-to-week basis. Our team manages how often have they been open. We're buying a building, one of the buildings, part of the 670 unit, Andressa. Mm-hmm. I was down in Kentucky this past week, and there's 200 back work orders on a building that's 150 units. Oh my gosh. 
So think about that, right? Think about that. 200 work orders that the previous owner did not do anything with. Oh. I don't care how big the building is. 200 open work orders on one building is not good, right? So again, that's a different touch point, right? That's mm-hmm. not a maintenance mode. That's turnaround. And yeah. again, most of the assets we buy are turnaround. And that's going to happen, guys, when you buy a property from a previous owner. There's going to be a lot of work orders that weren't done. Think about it. The owner's selling the building. That's when they don't do anything. Doesn't care. And that's where care. the opportunity is. And that's where that's the opportunity is. That's not good for the tenant, but it will be. And they are going to be super appreciative because think about the comparison, right? They're comparing things that, oh, I sent this over a year ago. I'm still dealing with my stove burner that doesn't turn on. And yeah, simple now- stuff. Yeah, simple stuff. Sometimes it's not a big deal at all, but for the person, it really matters. Absolutely, really does. So again, that's really important to manage. The other big thing you want to talk about with your property manager that a lot of people don't often talk about is what's the renovation for the vacant units? As units Mm. come up, what is the plan? Again, that's going to be part of your business plan because we have that baked into our business plan. But if you're not familiar, that's a really important one, meaning your goal in multifamily and your goal in this business, right, is to increase your what? Net operating income. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you do that by increasing the rent. Now, some landlords, a lot of people that own multifamily will just raise the rent and do nothing to the unit. Most of the assets we buy, most of the assets we're involved in are, are bigger turnarounds. There's always add, You're always adding the value to bump up the rent, okay? That's another conversation for another mini so, but- that's a good our, one. A good one. <laughs> but that is our strategy. So if we're going to bump the rent up to what the market rent is, you're going to do it accordingly to what needs to happen in that unit to bring it up to the product that people are paying for in that area. And that conversation with the property management company is, okay, a, a, a unit gets vacated. So you have a 10 unit. It looks like, you know, probably two or three units, you know, kind of, you know, as you take on what units might be getting vacated. Are we going to execute a turnaround? Mm-hmm. Like just literally turning the unit around, maybe a little paint, a little minor repairing certain things, but really you're just turning it around to get it re-released quickly, right? You don't want a lot of time in between. Or are you going to renovate it? And that plan looks like increasing the rent, bumping it up, and we're going to do X, Y, and Z, right? Replacing certain maybe appliances, replacing the rug that hasn't been touched in 10 years, you know, include all the list. And what does that look like in terms of budget? And what does that look like in terms of plan? Again, all things that you need to have in your business plan. Again, I don't care if you have a 10-unit or a 100-unit or a 5-unit. These are things that have to kind of get figured out and you need to talk through with your property manager. That's the main stuff. The other piece of it is really, does your property manager have a finger on the pulse of the community? They might be a great property manager, but they may not be local to the market. And that is so important. I cannot reiterate that enough, how important that is in this business. Because one of our buildings, we took on a great property management company who did not have a local presence in the market that we're in. So that's what I have for you on Justa today. It's really about really being able to manage your property manager, have open communication, and just continue to manage the expectations. Get a plan together. What are your KPIs? I hope you enjoyed this episode on managing your property manager. Use those keys. See you later. Bye. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's really about managing your contractor, managing expectations, and I hope you put something in practice, right, Andressa? That's what we stand for in this business, in our community. Take something in action, manage that property manager, and continue to improve your buildings. Awesome. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes.
If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.